0: Raven Starfield is officially out. Let's talk about our experiences so far. Perfect. Hello everybody and welcome to another edition of the Making Fun Podcast. The podcast that we are we have come to the conclusion um is listened across 31 states that's what we're going to say thank you chris
1: 31 states so 30 here okay months. here's
0: here's what we did here's what we did she and i yeah. talked about it and indiana was the 19th state and florida was the 50th state or hawaii was the 50th state um so that's, that's a, that's 50 minus 19 is 31. So it, it's across 31 states, not in 31 yeah. states, but across. across 31 states. That's how we get around no. it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense to me.
0: Yeah. Sh- shouts out to Crystal for putting way more thought into it than she needed to. Uh <laughs> <laughs> my name is casey johnson alongside me as always is my lifelong friend my groomsman oh right R- raven stab miller yeah i still have you it. you had it done this the part, whole guy. the That's whole crazy. thing, the, the whole situation is in shock right now uh anyway uh, yeah. what's up buddy
1: <laughs> oh you know uh i won't get into too much about why i'm feeling this way but my brain is fried yeah. Uh, the reason I'm not gonna get into it is because we're gonna get into it later. We sure uh towards the end of the show. Uh but my brain is frazzled and I'm just kind of existing. And also, the things have not been great on the uh Raven Emily Stadmiller homestead lately. Oh. Uh Monday, Emily went to go do her volunteer shift at wildcare. Mm. Her tire popped. Oh. It was only like a 2 minute drive from the house. Okay, no big deal. I'll drive back. I'll drive out to where she is, help her swap out the tire. We go to get her t- uh, her spare out? Does not have a spare.
0: Oh. Her car
1: that she just bought in 2017, 2018 does not have a spare tire in it. Mm. She brought it she bought it off the lot with 7 miles. Which we thought was strange. <laughs> um yeah <laughs> and, and so we and so emily has to talk to them about that uh, we're after we're done recording actually i had to go pick up her car because we had to get it towed and pay two hundred dollars there and then we had to pay for the replacement of the tire mm. so uh yeah on top of that emily probably had the worst day i've seen her had in a long time because on top of all of that happening on monday uh she used a, a laundry detergent that my brother left when he moved out She's allergic to it. Oh, no. So she went to go lay down and like right along where her like um, the waist or like her waistband and like where her like bra sits. Yeah. Like along the edge of that. She was like getting high. She's like, that's weird. Um, <clears throat> and so she's like laying down. And apparently and at one point she woke up at one thirty in the morning and got up and drove because she was so itchy. She drove and got Benadryl. Mm uh thankfully she's doing a lot better now she's the hives are almost cleared up after like one day of medication prescribed by a doctor and she doesn't itch anymore so she feels like a normal person granted she can't drive on this medication so Mm. she's taking it when she goes to bed but for now she's feeling a lot better yeah luckily she doesn't
0: have a car (laughs) so yeah (laughs) 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 that's a good
1: point um uh, but yeah, so it's been a, it's been a long couple of days, man. It's the first time in a while I've had to actually go into more depth and like I am doing well. How are you? But yeah, <laughs> how are you doing, man?
0: I, you know, I am good. I so many things ran through my head while you were talking about that because it reminded me of when we were off for your bachelor party and we're just like walking around Bloomington having like a, a grand old time fishing keys out of uh. Mm -hmm. (laughs) fishing keys out of drains and whatnot and then nia messaged me and her tire had exploded in greenwood yeah and then also unfortunate news regarding zach which this is a very run-of-the-mill type of news item regarding zach but um poor zach you may be aware of this by now, but he's allergic to oxygen. He's allergic to everything. Yeah, And he messages right. me Saturday and says, new allergy just dropped. And I was like, oh boy, what is it this what time? What weird
1: niche thing is it now that's right, causing into to fail?
0: Because one time he signed up for one of those vitamin services that like gives you like personalized vitamins for your needs. And he took them And his face puffed up like the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. And to this day, we don't know what caused it. It was just one of the vitamins (laughs) that he was allergic to. And Um, you're too
1: scared to play the roulette to find out which vitamin it was.
0: Yeah, because it was bad. He had just gotten to work, and 20 minutes later, he's like straight up like, I think I to go home. And like, Noah had to drive him home. So. Yeah. There was that, and so I'm like, okay, what is it? And he's like, latex. And I I said, (laughs) um, how did you find that out? Because, let's face it, the way that people most normally find out they're allergic to latex is not safe for work. And it turns out it was, he's always getting like rashes on his hands and arms. And he determined it's from like the gloves that we wear at work yeah. when we're like checking through stuff. And so I was yeah, like, well, you know, I'm, I'm sorry this is happening to you, but you dodged a bullet it really. Cause you yeah, could have found out about really this did. a lot of different ways.
1: Oh Yeah. Because you said latex allergy, I was like, "Oh, there were you guys." I didn't know you guys wore work, gloves at work because that's how I figured out about latex. I didn't. I don't have a latex allergy, but I've mm. worked in kitchens, so it's yeah. like latex gloves everywhere.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: but yes, definitely dodging a bullet for the uh, the more recreational
0: use of latex these days. So, I need to tell you a little bit about my night a couple of nights ago because Emily oh. had the worst day I had the worst night I've had in quite some time so it, it was one of those things it was just a sitcom episode of stuff going wrong all between the hours of midnight mm-hmm. and 4am oh So, Lord. Nia, that's no fun Nia, and this is an important note in this story but Nia was having trouble falling asleep which is usually not the case for her. But she was having issues falling asleep for once. And so... Is she
1: one of those people that can, like, lay down and just immediately be snoring? Oh, like I seconds? hate
0: her so much. It's just...
1: <laughs> if it's, it makes you feel better, I also hate your wife because oh, of that.
0: it's disgusting.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. And, but, like, f- yeah. When I say she was having trouble getting to sleep, I mean it took her, like, ten minutes to fall asleep. But like, you know,
1: which, which is like a very large difference compared to what yeah. it usually no, no, is. No, no. It is a Agon-
0: trouble. Agonizing for sure. So I didn't want to wake her up because if I wake her up, I'm dealing with it for the next three days at that point. Like that's not something yeah. that you disturb. And so right. I have to go to the bathroom about 30 minutes after she, she is uh, falling asleep there. And I shut the door to my bedroom and I hear just this from coming from inside the bedroom. And I'm like, oh, my God. Number one, the first thing is I'm mortified that she's awake. Like, yeah. But throughout everything that I'm about to tell you, she never woke up ever. Through any of it. And so we've got this whiteboard on the back of our bedroom door that we put our, like our schedule on. And I was yeah. like, Oh my God, it fell. Dang it. Oh, well. And so yeah. I go to like reopen the door, which I do fairly brazenly because I'm sure that she has been woken up by this loud boom. Um, right. And I can't open the door. It opens like six inches. Yeah. And we have a spare... I don't
1: remember the whiteboard being so heavy.
0: We have a spare like dog gate, baby gate that we keep behind the door in our room just in case we, you know, we don't want the dogs in there but we don't want to just like completely close them off. They can hang out on the other side and still feel like they're with us. And... Um, It had fallen and wedged between my door and my bookshelf.
1: Oh, God.
0: With a dresser on the other side. So, I cannot open the door to get back in. I cannot get through. And by the way, not to get graphic, naked as a jaybird at this point. Like... (laughs) Just a beached whale with no options. Oh, God. <laughs> so I'm like... Staring
1: at your bed through that six-inch gap, just like, I could be in there sleeping right now.
0: Right. So I'm like, well, I still have to pee. So I go pee, and then I'm like, okay, what am I going to do? And I'm like... At this point, we have reached the level of... I'm still going to try not to wake her up. Um, because the thing is, she also takes sleeping pills not because she has issues getting to sleep but because she has issues with restful sleep and with a sleeping pill if you if your sleep gets interrupted it can really mess you up so i'm trying not to do that and so i like try to like lean down and like reach through and see if i can grab it and i can't And so I'm like, oh, my God. So I, like, turn on the flashlight, set it down. The entire room is illuminated. She's sleeping like a baby. That's, anyway. Um, (laughs) And and so I go and I, like, grab the broom. And I'm trying to, like, wedge it up with the broom. But I can't get a good angle on it. And I, like, it, it was, like, 20 minutes of trying to, like, budge this thing. And I couldn't. And then I ended up getting I'm like, what in is there anything in my house that I can use and so I ended up getting tongs from the kitchen and like reaching around the door and grabbing them and they extended my reach just enough that I could I could figure it out. And then I lay down and I hear this like rattling noise. Coming from my grandma's room and I'm like, what is she doing? It almost sounded like she had like fallen and she was trying to like open the door from the ground. So that freaked me out. Right. And so I message her, I'm like, Are you good? And she's like, Yes. And I'm like, okay. I-, I guess I'll try to sleep then. And at that point, Jimbe lets out like a like a like an alert bark. Yeah, and I'm like, okay. So if it if my grandma's fine and like Jimbase freaked out, is somebody trying to get in? Like, what's yeah. going on? So I go out there, and my grandma's blissfully unaware that anything is happening. Um, and for her, so I check the back door. And I check the front door as well. And as much as I hate to admit this part, even though I, I, it's not entirely my fault, but like both of them did happen to be unlocked at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can at least say at that point, right, nobody was trying to get in. Because if it was an intruder trying to get in, they would have just the door would have been unlocked. Gotten in, they would have right? Just walked. So, yeah. um, to make a very long story short, we still have no clue <laughs> what that sound was.
1: Oh wow! Um,
0: but my grandmother did randomly notice that one of her drawers in her room was like open the next day, and so I like messed with it, and it like a hundred percent was the sound that I was hearing. So at this point I would say the only logical explanation is that my grandmother had a sleepwalking incident. Mm-hmm. Because she opened that drawer. Yeah. Or like was rattling it or something, just general chaos. Uh, but then, yeah, I, I went to work on like three hours of sleep and, and tried to make it through the day. But yeah, I mean, it's other than that, I've been, I've been pretty good, but that was like a, oh my God. And when I like Nia the next day, I was like, when I tell you what you slept through, you're not going to believe this. Yeah. Cause she never even stirred. Man. What a monster being
1: able to sleep peacefully. How dare she? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm jealous except she can oh. sleep peacefully but she doesn't sleep peacefully because she snores and she sleep talks and she does things in her sleep and so not only does she sleep peacefully but she also makes it my problem as a good wife does well what do you say we get into some video games here sure All right. We've got a couple stories that we're going to go through first, and then we are going to hit what we've been playing and segue that into some talk about the big topic of the week. Of course, that being Starfield. We're going to run into some of the news and notes around Starfield and then talk about what our experience has been so far. Neither of us got the early access, and uh, so we've both... Um, only gotten a shot at playing today which is the day that it came out uh, and it's like 4.30 now so it's very very early on but I've, I've still personally got some things to share so this is um, as... Oh trust me I have some
1: things to share
0: <laughs> I know you do and I can't wait um, so this is our thoughts are literally as early as early thoughts can get but uh nevertheless, we will uh, get to that soon. But first, a couple of stories. Story number one uh, over at gamesindustry.biz. Something to keep your eye on here in the next few days. SAG-AFTRA is going to be voting on potentially striking in video games the same way that they are striking over in the film and television industry. Reports, James Batchelor. SAG-AFTRA is calling on members to vote on whether or not the union should be given authority to declare a strike for video game actors and performers. In addition to its strike against TV and film production companies, the union is currently negotiating the terms of the interactive media agreement with a number of video games, publishers, developers, and service firms. It does say later that they are preparing to bargain with 10 companies that handle voice motion and performance capture in video games. A very interesting Ten, that being Activision Productions, Blind Light, Disney Character Voices, uh, EA... Epic, Formosa Interactive, Insomniac, Take Two, Voice Works, and WB. Essentially, what they are asking is simply for these two uh, these companies to agree to the following: the same wage increases for video game performers as those in TV and film, which is eleven percent retroactive to the deal's expiration, and four percent in both the second and third years of the agreement. which they argue are necessary to account for inflation. Artificial intelligence protections around consent, control, transparency, and compensation. On-camera performers to be given rest periods of five minutes per hour, the same as off-camera performers. Set medics to be present where any stunts or hazardous work is performed, as is the case with TV and film. Prohibitions against stunts on performers' self-tape auditions. And protections against vocal stress. Many of these are similar issues to those discussed in the ongoing against TV and film production. SAG-AFTRA, however, emphasized the interactive media agreement is a separate contract and will not have any impact on the other strike. This is an interesting one for me. Really, this whole round of strikes for writers and then subsequently for the actors and performers over there are... It's been a really interesting round of strikes to look at because... Striking is one of those things that throughout history, like the entire history, since striking as a concept started, people fall on all of these different layers of this, this spectrum of what they think about strikes and whether striking is mm-hmm. ever necessary how unions work and you know that obviously all of that gets really deep and everybody has their own thoughts about that but I've never I don't think quite seen somebody like an entire world so united in support of strikes by I mean a group that largely a lot of the figureheads of are like set for life for life. And obviously it's the, you know, these strikes aren't about them. They're about a lot of the people living paycheck to paycheck, but, Mm-hmm. it's been really interesting to me because it's like okay you're arguing for better wages like when aren't you okay you know you have these things okay all of that makes sense and then you get to the and they're trying to tell us that they are going to take AI scans of us and just use them for future projects and everybody on earth went no <laughs> absolutely not like, Yeah, that's, uh... <laughs> not even close
1: we're at such a weird age with AI. I think we're getting to the point where it is is—it is scary, right? To realize that much of your job... It was one of those things that's like, yes, automation is a good thing. Things are going to be automated. But we're getting to the point now where anything can be automated. And that suddenly puts a lot of high-value people at risk mm-hmm. to, Like to do their jobs. They're suddenly no longer valuable. So it's like, if you could just pay somebody to come and do a thing and then you're like oh and also we're going to capture your likeness and use you in ai if we ever need to like it is just astounding how much
0: yeah
1: how much they're trying to get away with i just don't i don't like it it makes me it gives me the heebie-jeebies
0: yeah and and the weird thing is right of course we talk about ai and like it's it's got its place In spots. Everybody agrees that. But really negotiating the wording of what they're allowed to do with AI Mm -hmm. is going to be a very interesting... Because I can very much see, like, hey, we need to just, like, get you standing in the background... Of this scene. Yeah. And we don't want to have to fly you all the way out here. Like, I can see little provisions like that being put into the New Deal that are, you know, completely reasonable. And in that case, there's a chance, right, that the actors and the actresses, particularly the high-level ones, are like, oh, yeah, I'm avoiding that day of travel, I'm avoiding all of that. That makes a lot of sense to me. But when you get to like you're an extra and they scan you and they're just going to use you in whatever, that's really yep. scary. And over on the video game side, because you're I'm not noticing, getting any of
1: those you're not getting any of those royalties or anything. Right. You're just you were paid that one time and it's just you are being used forever.
0: And I'm noticing a couple of um different things in this particular agreement on the video game side, where they are really trying to catch up to some of the stuff that already exists on the film and television side in the video game side. For instance, one uh, bullet point number four here, which as I as I was reading it, I was like, "No way this isn't already a rule, but nope. Set medics to be present where any stunts or hazardous work is performed, as is the case with TV and film. There's stuff like that that the video game industry is still trying to catch up to, which, by the way, is not entirely the fault of the video game industry at large, considering just how quickly performance capture moved along. I would say the last... 10 to 12 years or so we have kind of been in the wild wild west of performance capture where you went from being in a booth all the time to now we're at a point where these actors are giving legitimate real oscar level performances that every pore on their face is being captured for these oscar level performances and so it's kind of time for video games to um to catch up in some ways I think and then obviously a lot of the same stuff is there as on the uh, the TV and film side. My question for you Raven, do you think that these negotiations have the potential to go a little bit better in the video game industry as opposed to the um the TV and film industries?
1: No. I I mean we the the TV and film industries have already won right like that's a good thing, they won after the strike. The problem is that the you can't just threaten with it with this kind of field, especially because even opposed even more so than movies, I would say nowadays people are like people can just say, well, we're going to replace you with any. There's a hundred people who want to do what you're doing mm. and that. I don't want to do game de- development stuff for writing and i i I think that it will be successful i think that they'll get their raise but i think it's going to take a little bit longer than we might have seen for the for the sag after for the movies and uh tv and film
0: well i mean tv and film is still not even close to being resolved though like i thought they had come to
1: oh wait no no. i'm getting confused with the ups one i'm getting confused with the ups one no tv and Uh, film is still just terrible yeah okay cool that's what i i got mixed up um it's just gonna take forever i think i think that they should strike as long as it can and we will see slowdowns on the game development side um i mean we'll probably see some of the same stuff that we've seen in tv film that even we saw a few years ago where it was just like the quality of everything super shot down in the writing department yeah while they were figuring everything out so it's hard to say well, this,
0: this is not writing,
1: I, though. or not writing. Sorry, the uh, right sag I God, I'm getting all the, sorts the of writer strikes, all the strikes are
0: down. also happening. too. So no, yes, I'm, I'm completely that's with why you. I got mixed but up. No, th- this is the performers.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 I, I think I think it'll take time. I think that we'll see. Um, We'll see a slowdown. We might see some game delays on like bigger title ones. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, there might be some there. I'm sure there are some people in the game dev industry, much like there are some people in there they are like, yeah, we'll pay you what you want. But the problem is, is that the people who are like, yeah, we'll pay you what you want also are like, but I, expe- I don't expect you to come in right now while you're standing in solidarity with everybody else. So it's just we're just going to be waiting for a bit, I think. And we'll probably have some delays and that'll be fine. But I'm sure the people will get what they need. Right. that's the important part, is getting what you need and not necessarily what you want.
0: I, well, I sorry.
1: That sounded really, really rude of me to say. I, I am not saying... uh What I meant to say was the other way around. Getting what you want and not just what people think that you need.
0: Right. I think that... I don't know. And maybe I'm just, like, blindly optimistic in a way that is damaging here, but... I I have a tendency to lean perhaps the other way, that I think there's a solid potential that these negotiations go a touch better in the gaming industry as opposed to TV and film, just because the... So TV and film is like this more or less hydra... ...of a monopoly, right, that has all of these years behind it... ...and has been controlled by the same people for so long... ...and they have the ability to really... ...hold... ...their ground, because they personally have so much money, right? I think that on the video game side... You have the potential for it because video games, while it definitely still has its big wigs and its you know problematic corporate structure, as you know so many corporate structures in the entire world are, but video games all, has always had that feel of like a little more of a grassroots type of industry that is like. From the coder to the writer to the performer to the producers, all the way up, you are all like artists that, to an extent, are part of this mutual partnership. And when I look at these 10 companies, like I can see things like Activision and EA being a problem, but like on this list is Insomniac. And I feel like particularly Insomniac and Epic and a couple of these others that are on there, they, in a an industry that is so traditionally more liberal than the TV and film industry, I don't think, I think they have the wherewithal to realize that like, in this industry, Insomniac, especially this year, does not want that particular headline. Like, Insomniac is like, will Yuri Lowenthal be in the next game because Insomniac refuses, you know, the SAG AFTRA? So, I think that this has the potential to... Both of them are going to take time, but I wouldn't be shocked if, like, six months from now, the video game side has come to some sort of a conclusion, and the TV and film side is coming to a conclusion as well, but it took them months less to get to that. That's just my read on it, but obviously, I don't know a ton for
1: sure. I think it's I think that's a smart way like a good way to look at it, but I do think right that it's like even though the field might be quote unquote more liberal there are still there are still going to be people who are like no, we're going to treat you how we want to treat you. And and that we just might not know, right? Like there are some companies that are like oh, that are great to work for, and secretly that just the entire internal is terrible.
0: Yeah. Like and and, and we again won't know like know more until we go back later. I and all of these are going to be individual deals, right? So you can definitely see uh, um a studio like Insomniac being like yeah we should definitely have medics present you know but then you yeah. can see like ea being an issue and i think those two things can exist together i just almost feel like a little bit more progress a little bit faster would not surprise me uh whatsoever nah.
1: No, I'm optimistic that it'll change. Maybe maybe if the writers uh the right or the uh game development side can reach an agreement. Who knows? Maybe we'll see a better agreement for the uh T V film side as well.
0: Yes, absolutely. Well, on to a little bit uh more sad news here, unfortunately. The Saints Row dev Volition has unfortunately shut down after the series reboot flopped. There's no other way to put it. Um, and it's really interesting that because the day that we recorded last week, Saints Row was announced as one of the PS Plus titles for this month. And then the very next day, oh, Volition is closing. Mm -hmm. Obviously, this is a really, really difficult thing. We never like to see this particular news. Uh, A lot of talented people on that scene, we hope that they are able to land on their feet and find opportunities elsewhere that goes without saying. But the the thing that I messaged you when this news came out is it was just so apparent to me how to an extent dog-eat-dog dog this is right now because... <laughs> it is we are now in a place where it is an extremely significant investment to create any form of triple a level title or even double a level title and if you do not come correct if you don't produce quality that is going to be it for your studio And, weirdly enough, as much as this news obviously sucks, the fact that the market is now expecting quality, while it is a double-edged sword, I think has the potential to be the kind of thing that could help continue to push the industry forward, because that for the entirety of gaming up until now, you could like survive and even be fairly profitable off of mediocre games. And that's just not the case anymore. So I'm really interested to see as some of these, you know, as evolution and survival of the fittest kind of happens, I'm really interested to see how the industry changes over the course of the next generation because of that yeah i
1: there are always i don't know i this is one of those weird situations to me it sucks that people lost their job it 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 sucks because like you were saying there the the bar is just continually growing higher and i i really i do think that we're going to see a renaissance more for these companies that are starting and coming up To, like, not have their first title be the return of a fan-loved series, Mm -hmm. right? I think that was one of the biggest problems with this game. We put a new... Putting new devs on it is not something that's terrible or something that's a bad idea. However, it being their first game is kind of odd. Because you still have to be able to find out how your workflow goes together. And, And I think that they might not have had that time to do, unfortunately. I think that they had... I'm not sure. I think they had um I lost my train of thought. Um but basically what I'm getting at is that like yeah, it sucks. I th- I really hope that we can see these developers do more indie stuff and then we can have them like have independent developers be outsourced to develop a game for somebody. That's that's my ideal, but I I know that will never happen. It'll happen sometimes, but it'll never be the norm, you know.
0: Well, I I think the difficult thing about this particular situation um in general is that so volition who was the the the, te- the the very team that got shut down a lot of those people were the people and was the same base team that had worked on saints row all that time ago but Now Saints Row is in and Volition is in the Embracer Group quote-unquote family, and what a dysfunctional family it is, family of studios. So Volition was under Deep Silver where it had been for a very long time. But then Embracer took volition halfway um oh, after this game came out, actually, no, they um transitioned uh, volition away from under deep silver over to gearbox um. So, I'm not entirely sure. I guess here's my question, is that I'm not entirely sure how new this team was. Oh? Because it was was just coming from Volition, and Volition is the one who's made all of the Saints Row games.
1: Oh, was it?
0: Yeah.
1: I am oh my god, my information is all over the place. Well, that's unfortunate. I went to the Volition website and uh, underneath their game news things, it just has an image that just says placeholder image with the word farewell underneath it.
0: Oh, well, that's sad. Um... And,
1: and, And then right next to it is Volition celebrates 30 years. Casey, now I'm depressed.
0: I'm trying, I'm trying to figure out exactly what, because it looks like they were, okay, so Deep Silver bought them in 2023 during the THQ fire sale, and this was their first one, their first Saints Row That had been entirely developed under Deep Silver. And I'm seeing an article now uh, from Twisted Voxel that says Saints Row was like going to be a very different game until uh, Deep Silver kind of like messed with it. Which does track considering the fact that recently Embracer took uh, Volition and put them under Gearbox instead of Deep Silver. Because apparently that whole partnership wasn't working out. But nonetheless, a very weird situation overall.
1: Yeah, okay. Very weird situation overall, and I, I feel bad because I thought Felician was new. No, no, the Ronin, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Ronin game is new. God, I am all over the place. <laughs> My brain is non-cooperational today, and I apologize about that. But yes, I'm on the same page. It sucks to see a long-standing studio go under, right? That's even worse. It, it, it sucks to see all those people, especially after they're celebrating 30 years, for them to have to disband because of everything going on it's just like rough you know but sometimes you can only give some people so many chances until you just gotta like you know have to make them not
0: be able to do it anymore yeah absolutely so uh, uh, on a little bit happier note what have you been playing uh diablo 4
1: I was, I, uh, I am actually surprised with how much I'm enjoying Diablo 4. Mm. And part of it is that it is just that kind of game that's just like, yeah, Raven can just sit around and Raven can go uh, run through dungeons and pick up items and uh, keep making number go bigger and keep doing things. It's a very easy game for me to just sit down and dink around with, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I've just been playing it a lot. I think I have, I'm up to level like 40 something right now out of the max level of 100 um this is a good game for me to sit down on the couch and just kick back and play that's literally all i've been playing i have done one act of the eight act main story uh so i am a little bit behind on the main story i've been getting distracted by a lot of the uh in-person gameplay and stuff mm. or the uh the side quest content and the dungeons and stuff so i gotta i gotta pick that pace back up but overall not too bad I've been I've been really just playing it and I'm happy to answer any questions that you have about Diablo. I don't think it's a game that you'll probably be interested in playing, but, you know.
0: You know, the funny thing is Diablo is, like, so not for me that I have very little information about what Diablo even is, you know? Yeah. Like, it's one of no, those... Sure. I'm so... It is, like, so outside of my periphery, even, that, like, I can't even ask you, like, how is the system with the things in it? Like, I don't know anything about Diablo.
1: Yeah. Uh, it is a top-down... It's, like... And it's going to sound weird for me to say it. it is the origin of, like, a looter shooter, right? Yeah. The entire premise is that, like, you're just running around killing enemies, and they drop loot, and then you use it to, like, improve your skills. Mm. And it's just fun. It's just fun to kill, like, mobs of enemies. It's, like, fun for me the same way that, like, a Dynasty Warriors or a Samurai Warriors is, and the fact that I can kind of just kill a ton of enemies and, without, like, worrying about it too much, and then the bosses are actually kind of difficult, and I have to think about it. Yeah. It's the same kind of idea. That's all it is. It is. It is very nice, though. Very fun.
0: <laughs> I, I can definitely see how that's like a tick box, make happy kind of game. Yes,
1: adrenaline, adrenaline, or not? Uh, yeah, adrenaline, um, dopamine, all that fun stuff. All the fun. All the fun chemicals in your brain that make you feel better. <laughs> but yeah, and then um, I tried to play Starfield. I really did. But we'll get into that in a minute, Casey. What have you been playing that isn't Starfield?
0: Um, so not a ton, really. Some Madden, some Immortals of Avium. Um, which I found somebody, um, a new type of enemy in Immortals of Avium. That kind of like I was like, oh, Starfield comes out in like two days. Um, And I don't want to deal with this type of enemy. So I just kind of quit. So shout Mm -hmm. out to Immortals of Avium. Um, But nevertheless, I did play a a little bit of like, because I've got that how am I going to feel two days kind of thing. And so I had a, through PlayStation Plus, I have a two hour demo of Disney Speedstorm the cart racer that's you can, it's the same thing as, um, dream Valley. You can currently pay $30 for early access. Um, mm-hmm. and I played like an hour of it probably. And it was very solid. Very, yeah. very solid. I, I really like it as a cart racer. It does a lot of things. Well, um, there is, I was having a a few issues with the camera because, like, whenever you would hit, like, turbos and stuff, it would, like, there would be a camera effect where it would, like, zoom out and then back in. And it was really kind of, like, disorienting. But then I went in the camera settings and it was like, hey, do you want the camera to stay in the same place all the time? And I was like, yes, thank you. Um, I'll take five. Mm -hmm. And so that is... um, really the extent of that I, I don't know how to I don't know how to talk about kart racers sometimes because it was like it's either a good one or it's a bad one and I don't even know how to draw that line it's just a matter of it was a really good one or a really bad one
1: I mean you could talk about like map design, cart design, character variety, stuff like that. But at the at the end of the day, right? Like if it controls well and the items are interesting and it's kind of fun to dink around in, like it's a good kart racer, right? Yeah. It doesn't yeah. need to be anything super too much fancier than that.
0: I mean the I didn't really have enough time to really look at the tracks that much. Um, particularly because you're kind of the way that it's set up is not necessarily as a typical um cart racer would be. the way that it is set up is like kind of a um almost more of a a quest structure where it's you know one, two, three, four, and then it's kind of got that like winding timeline. Of course, you're, you are going to be able to play it recreationally, but it's kind of taking you through different challenges to start out with. So, yeah. I kind of... I don't know what any of the tracks are at this point. I will say I have, like, noticed that they look cool. And I noticed in a couple of the tracks a legitimate a legitimate alternate route that legitimately made a difference. As opposed to, mm. you know... In Mario Kart, it's pretty balanced so that if you if there's like a fork in the road, for the people who are playing at a high level, it may be a two or three second difference, you know, taking the, the alternate route, but it's not going to make that much of a difference. But I noticed there was one where yeah. if I skirted around a corner a different way and took that alternate route, it jumped me from like third to first. It gave me an actual like legitimate advantage so that was really nice yeah um but other than that i'm gonna wait until it's free and then play a bunch of it
1: heck yeah we love playing free games
0: yeah particularly when we don't have to pay thirty dollars for them speaking of a game that you could get for free but then you could also pay thirty dollars for early uh starfield
1: (sighs) yes starfield
0: So let's run down a a little bit of news and no's for Starfield. Uh, The uh, Metacritic is currently sitting at an 86 on Xbox and an 88 on PC. Uh, They hit 230,000 concurrent players in their first two hours on Steam. This was in early access, uh, and it wasn't out for everybody at that time at all. Currently... Right now, its 24-hour peak has been uh, 269,177, which it hit an hour ago. And I think that across the United States, as more and more people get off work, right now it is 5 Eastern, so that is only going to go up and go up and go up. And I think around 9 p.m. tonight, it's going to be insane, 261,000 folks in it right now it has topped all of the sales charts just off of people buying the early access um Mm -hmm. an absolute resounding success so far that ironically when i saw the first when i saw the first reviews i was like oh no because yeah. IGN gave it a seven and GameSpot also gave it a seven. Yeah. Which has been this That's also what I think this whole other controversy um surrounding it. Some of the Facebook's groups that I'm in have been hilarious. I saw one guy go on a um like a four paragraph long diatribe about journalistic integrity and the fact that um, a review is not just the reviewer's opinion. You have a you have a like a responsibility to your audience to, if you don't like the game, but you know that other people are going to like the game, to rate it higher. This is absolutely ridiculous. And he even went so far as to say, What if they were not accurately reporting on the bombings in Ukraine? And I was like, Whoa, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> what the fuck?
1: <laughs> Isn't it- and, Jesus
0: Christ, dude. And, and literally all of the comments were like, Except reviews are opinions. That is the way it has always been in all forms of media. And he was like, no, they aren't. And I was like, oh my, I just scrolled the comments for like five minutes. It was hilarious. But nevertheless, I bring that part of it up because in my few hours with the game, and obviously, this is another reason why review scores have a tendency to be of the devil, um... Because, like, for instance, somebody, like, this podcast rated it at, like, a 5 out of 10 or something like that. But they only played, like, 5 hours of it and only did a few missions and then just decided it wasn't for them. And now their review is officially counted on Metacritic. So we definitely, like, have some issues with the, the, the rating system. But in my limited experience with the game so far, I so far I love the game, and there are some quality of life things that I cannot believe that they made these decisions, particularly with the way that the menu system and how you use it works, that I can understand why that would take somebody all the way down to a seven. Um, but at least I've gotten to play the game. Um, Nana Nana boo boo, um, sucks to suck. Talk to me, Raven. (sighs) Hey man, you ever realize that time is a thing
1: and that it passes by faster than you think it does. Um I installed Starfield with the intent to play it after I got off work or in on my lunch break. Um Yeah. I downloaded it on my PC because it's a first-person shooter at its core and I was like, "Oh, I I prefer to play mouse and keyboard with a first-person shooter game. Especially I played so many Bethesda games with mouse and keyboard at this point I would rather do that, I think than play with a controller." Yeah. Sure. Right. Um I load into it Walking around, I'm getting like 40 to 50 FPS with my computer setup. I was like, that's weird. I "I feel like my computer should get a little bit more than that. Not like a ton more, but I should be able to get like at least a solid 60, right? I start tweaking around with some settings here and there, change some stuff. Finally find a set that I'm happy with in that first area. uh, Get to like 90 FPS or like 70 FPS. I was like, okay, cool. Mm, That's not bad. Hopefully I can keep it for the rest of the game. Uh, Walking around... Audio desyncs start happening uh, as I'm, like, uh, watching. And I was like, that's strange. Some lips aren't moving. I was like, whatever. Bethesda bugs, quirks, cool. Uh, I make my character. All that goes perfect. I go outside. We start the first firefight of the game. I am unable to play the firefight because as I aim down the sights of my gun, my game freezes. Hmm and it will stutter for a second or two at a time <laughs> so out of a five second like for instance like out of 10 seconds that i tried to play it earlier i was only able to play for like four seconds i was like this is unplayable like i am actually unable to do anything and i messaged my friend and i message you uh, and i messaged another one of my friends and i'm like well and it, it's actually let me roll back So I was like, man, like, I wonder, like, is my computer hardware having an issue? Because I see my CPUs, like, underutilized and my GPUs maxed out. I'm like, I think that's supposed to be normal. Look it up. Turns out my computer is bottlenecking itself by almost 25% based on my processor. Uh, If I had another processor, it would help a lot, Um, which sucks. I don't have the money to spend to upgrade that. Uh, And so I talked to another friend. He's like, yeah, he's like, I installed some mods and it made it run a lot better. And I was like, oh, cool. I work on installing some mods through my tried and true way. Realized I can't do that because of how uh, game pass all of all of its game set up. So I manually install all of these mods. Mm. Uh, start getting it get set up. It starts running better. I'm like, okay, I'm getting a little bit more performance. I'm getting like a 10% increase. Like that's good. That's good. Get into the firefight. Same thing happens.
0: Mm.
1: And I'm just like, man, and I'm reading through a Reddit thread, like trying to troubleshoot, like figure out what I can do to make it better. Turns out, tons of people are having issues on with NVIDIA graphics cards, like just not working. The game is like optimized for AMD graphics cards, so it's like that's part of my issue. So I'm like, okay, one of the mods I installed lets me have DLSS. Let's make sure that's working as it's supposed to, and it was, and it just like didn't do anything. Hmm. Um. And so after probably two hours of tinkering in between working from home today, I just realized I was like, yeah, I just can't i can't play this game i just can't do it i i I am going to tinker a little bit more when i get back home but otherwise i have downloaded the game to my xbox and i will just play it with a controller uh part of me likes being able to tinker and troubleshoot with things to figure out why they don't work but like it's frustrating when it's a game that i like that i was like yeah i'm looking forward to just playing this i like tinkering with games whenever i get to the point where i'm like installing mods and stuff and not at yeah. the point where like i have to have mods to run the game which has always been a huge critique of bethesda games that's fine but like i can't even get like the game to like if i press the tab button while i'm in the firefight it takes two it takes like two seconds for the items menu to show up mm and I'm just like, I just can't do this. So I'm going to try tinkering around with it some more, run it on super low settings to see if I can at least get a consistent frame rate and probably go from there. But if that doesn't work, then I have it downloaded on my Xbox downstairs to play it tonight when I get home.
0: Hmm. That's uh, that, that's that's definitely fair. I That, man, that just sucks.
1: Yeah, right. And it's like, I get it. Games are hard to make. I've been there. And like, yeah, it's probably partially like my hardware is a little bit old. Like I was talking to Casey about it before the show. My computer, I built it in twenty in February of twenty seventeen. Um, so my twenty seventeen or twenty eighteen. So my computer is about five or six years old. So my processor, my processor wasn't even the most recent generation when I bought it.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, my my processor came out yeah in twenty seventeen. So and it was either that model year or the model year. Before's model, and so it's like we're at the point because I upgraded my graphics card. It's just like it's so much older, and I'm just like I don't even feel like it's that old. Like if yeah, I've had it for you know going on six years now, but like good lord, like I think I'd get a little bit more use out of this. Like I I know that I recommend replacing a computer every three years at work, but there's a difference between a work laptop and a rig that you yeah build to withstand time a little bit better, right?
0: Yeah, and and the thing is too, right? It's not, it's not entirely on you, right? It's not because it it is the game a little bit because you haven't had any issues running anything else up until this point, until the new Bethesda game, nope. right? So it's like okay, there's a little bit, you know, maybe you take part of that on you. What what it, what is you, man? What are your thoughts on the character creation? <laughs> I guess. That was cool.
1: I, I mean they had a lot of different options on the character creation everything yeah. looked good like it i am rocking out with the big like hand like handlemar mustache and beard like that's fun but for the most part right i'm just like meh it's like fine well it is uh it is it is nothing it is better than previous but those the games have been yeah um and i like it I, I like the, the amount of presets that it does and the amount of presets that like very easily change. So you don't have to like completely like take a graph and just slide around like your nose. You can just like have a couple of presets and it lets you d- drill in a little bit more specifically if you want. I like that aspect of it.
0: Well, considering that that is the only thing that you can add to this particular discussion. Let's have some more in-depth discussion last week next week and just kind of handle it yeah. from there. What do you say? Yeah
1: yeah, absolutely. I, I feel bad because I'd love to talk about it now, but like I just have nothing to say outside of playing games on computers is frustrating, and I'm probably mm. just gonna do it on my on my Xbox now, which yeah. is sad because I love my computer. but
0: and not only do you have nothing to say, you have nothing left i i have not heard this quality to your voice in quite some time so i'm I'm very the husk of a man i'm very interested to see what happens at the end of you telling people where they can find us
1: they could find us on facebook at making fun pod they could find oh my goodness (laughs) they could find you on or the podcast they can find the podcast on Facebook at making fun pod. They can find you Casey over on Facebook and Instagram and threads and Twitter at Casey on the drums. And they can find me Raven um, at R.A.V. and Stad Miller on X. Um, I technically yeah, have a threads X. account, but like I don't, I don't use anything. I really don't even use Twitter. I just like like things on Twitter. Uh, they can listen to our podcast, wherever they listen to podcasts too. if they're listening to my spiel right now, uh, congratulations, I'm very proud of you. You've made it very far into this. Um consider subscribing. It doesn't cost you anything. You see our podcasts come up, and even if you don't listen to them, hey, we still love you anyway. Um fun fact this week. Oh boy. Um uh, it's been fourteen years since Pokemon Heart Gold and Sold Silver have came out. Which is uh 14 years ago does not feel correct and i have realized now everybody's like oh it doesn't feel like it was that long ago but like it genuinely doesn't as you start thinking of things that were 14 years ago Mm -hmm. i'm like oh it's just in like like 14 years ago i would have been in like 10th grade and i'm like oh that's not too long ago but it is over a decade ago Uh, So the passage of time stops for nobody. That's the fun fact of today. Constantly realize that every second that passes by is a countdown to your Everybody, thank you
0: so much for listening to this episode of the Making Fun Podcast for the spiraling Raven Stadmiller. My name is Casey Johnson, and uh, don't listen to him. Instead, just go out and brighten someone's day.
1: Live your life to the fullest. It could end at any